Welcome back, part two, with the family. <laughs> with Ralph Tovesh, MD Hackmaster. <laughs> Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. Back in a couple of seconds with Julie Satow. The Plaza, the secret life of America's most famous hotel. Julie with us next with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. We play this every time Julie Saitow's on the show. Well, this is the first time, but we have done it every time so far, Julie. How about that? What do you think? <laughs> Sounds good. It all works out in the end. The Plaza, the secret life of America's most famous. Who owns the Plaza now? Uh, right now, it's the government of Qatar owns the hotel. Oh, really? <laughs> do? Yes. That yes, they me. do. I don't like and that. then lots of wealthy people own apartments there. Oh, they do. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Jeez, how much does an apartment go for in that oh, hotel? <laughs> um, millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. It, there's, it's, it's like half condos, half apartments, uh, half hotel now. Well, I didn't. I had no idea that was true. When did that all happen? Like um, uh, around 2007. Yeah. So like about 10, 10 or 12 years. Really? It's been, it's been like a... that. Yeah. I wonder what their HOA amount is. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> 500 a month. I'm not paying it. Forget it's too much. Probably exactly. 10000 Yeah. Journalist Julie Saitow's thrilling, unforgettable history of how one illustrious hotel has defined our understanding of money and glamour from the Gilded Age to the go-go 80s to today's billionaire row from the moment in 1907 when New York millionaire Alfred Gwynne Vanderbilt strode through the Plaza Hotel. That was Alfred Gwynne Vanderbilt calling you right there, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry about that. I think problem. it was actually my dentist. That <laughs> <laughs> was my dentist calling me. It was. Okay, well, you know, it all works out in the end. Uh, where'd you grow up, Julie? I, I grew up in New York City, so oh, okay. not not so far from the plaza. Yep. Say, the, the reason I ask you that because you have a great sense of humor, so it, it's always kind oh. of. Oh. Well, you do. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with having a good laugh now and then, right? There you go. <laughs> so I just want to turn it over to you because you know some. I had no idea it was half condo now. So Julie, I, that's, yeah, start working. Yeah, the plot. Yeah, it's like such a. I mean, the reason why I wrote the book. It's such a cool history. It was all glamour, like I said, Vanderbilt and all you know, tons of famous stars. And now there's still stars there. Over a hundred years, it's been the same thing. So you know, it's kind of an amazing institution. Yeah, I remember the first time of way, way back, oh, God, what, 40 years ago or whatever it is now, 
The first time I was in hmm. New York, you walk by the plaza and you go, oh, my God, that's the plaza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal still, obviously. Yeah, people still do that. There, there's still people come to tea. They see the Eloise. You know, there's a famous picture of Eloise that hangs in the hotel. All that stuff is still there. It basically looks the same as it looked in 1907. So that most buildings you couldn't say that about. No, that's true. And Minnesota's own F. Scott Fitzgerald, of course, and the Pulitzer yes. Fountain. God, yes, that is unbelievable. He's very famous. He loved the plaza. He used to get drunk there all the time in the Oakland. No, not F. Scott <laughs> Fitzgerald. <laughs> Never. Well, he died at forty-four because he drank so much. But other than that, yep. You know, <laughs> other than that, exactly. Good. Yeah, there's yeah. a uh, what is it? The com- there's a, a bar in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Commodore Bar, and he he hung out in there. I think he basically lived in the Commodore for. <laughs> Hey, he actually never stayed at the plaza. He just, like, wrote about it and, and liked to drink there when he was younger. But I guess the Commodore is more, was more his speed. <laughs> uh, I love this take on it. I, I, wanna, I just want to read this part, then I want to hear this story, because I did not know this, because I knew he owned the plaza at one time. Donald J. Trump came to be the only owner to ever bankrupt the plaza. How did he even do that? <laughs> God. That is true. In a hundred plus years, he's the only one who bankrupted the hotel. He um, he paid a record amount for the hotel, like uh, about half a million dollars per hotel room, and Ooh. he borrowed the entire amount from the banks. Ooh. And yeah, the, actually, his wife, who was Ivana at the time, she ran it. She's like the closest thing to a female owner of the plaza that the hotel ever had, and she did an awesome job. Actually, the hotel was making lots of money. But um, he made such a bad business deal that he wasn't able to cover the debt, and so it, it went bankrupt. Just like three and a half years after he bought it. So, honestly, yeah, three yeah. and a half years he only owned it yeah. for three and a half years. That's a, I yeah, that's a fast. Yeah, demise. but he but. There's lasting. There's lots of gold that still remains from when he owned it. A lot oh, yeah. of gilded uh, faucets and and uh, gold paint on everything, which which is still there. So yeah, but leftover he, from. How did he think he would ever make the money back at half a million? <laughs> he actually. Oh, God. Yeah, he actually said it was the worst. He knew it was a bad business deal. Even when he bought it, he took out a big ad in New York Magazine saying, this deal makes no financial sense, but I love the plaza so much. It's my Mona Lisa, he called it. So he, so he paid the amount anyway. Well, you know why he did, because you and I ended up picking up the tab when he filed bankruptcy. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's true. You and I paid for the hotel because he filed bankruptcy. That's just that's yep. wonderful. That's great. Yep. So it's how very how, okay. true. How did it all start? So, so Vanderbilt just—I uh, don't know—the first guest, the first guest to yeah. ever go in. So, who built the hotel? Yeah, the guy who built it actually built. I don't know if your listeners know the Flatiron Building in New York, but it's like that sure. weird triangle-shaped yeah. yeah. building. Yeah, absolutely. He, yeah, he he also built that, and he was this. He was kind of like a Donald Trump character, actually. A uh, hundred years earlier, he was this big, larger-than-life personality. He built a bunch of famous buildings. He he loved the stock market, so he bought lots of stocks. And in 1929, when the Wall Street crash happened. He was ruined. So he actually, he tried to kill himself in the bathtub of his penthouse at the plaza. He, he lived through that, but then he eventually did die a few months later penniless. So it was quite a dramatic story. God, that is a dramatic story. So <laughs> yeah. it, it always seems that, like a landmark like that, just this wonderful, I mean, a, 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 basically a symbol of great wealth. There are always these really sad stories, like the Fauché <laughs> Tower in Minneapolis was the tallest building west of whatever, the Mississippi, or right. even though it's not west of the Mississippi, it was considered to be west of the Mississippi, wasn't it? It's west sense. of the Mississippi. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. it is west of the Mississippi. Yeah, because oh, that, yeah, that's right. F. Scott, Fitzger- <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald said St. Paul is the last eastern city, and Minneapolis that's is right. the first western city. <laughs> that's true. That's very, very true. But, uh, yeah, that stood for years, but but same thing happened to him. 1929, <laughs> Fauché uh, ended up broke, and I think hmm. he died shortly after that. Well, ten people huh. go out to strike it rich. Nine of them are going to die broke. That's true. Very, very yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I found, like, a lot of, there were a lot of sad stories. There was, like, murders and fake royalty, mm. there, but there was also, like, a lot of happy stories, or, or I should say, like, eccentric. A lot of eccentric characters. 
Like there was this, uh, there was a Russian princess who lived at the hotel, and she really loved animals. She had like a basically a zoo she brought with her. She had falcons, she had an owl, and she even had a pet lion that uh, she kept in her bathtub in the in her plaza suite for like two years. <laughs> Great decision-making. Yeah. Why do you think that is? It just I have to do something that no one's ever done? Is that what that drives <laughs> right. all that? I mean, I think it's like, you know, the plaza, like a lot of, you know, famous building is, is, is kind of a trophy. So people who yeah. want to own it or people who live there, they, they have big egos. They have big, you know, big gr- visions of grandeur. So I think it attracts those kind of people a lot of times. I suppose that is true. I, I like this paragraph. The plaza is the account of one vaunted New York City address that has become synonymous with wealth and scandal, opportunity and tragedy. It's very true, isn't it? <laughs> it is true. It is true. Yeah. Um, I know. I mean, it's so it's so interesting. Like the hotel, it appeals to so many different kinds of people. Like you, you might have memories walking by it. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of kids, yep. obviously, like love to read those Eloise books. You know, like the, the woman who wrote it, she was like a pretty fascinating character, too. She was actually Liza Minnelli's godmother. She was like a a, tour, a cabaret performer who wrote the book, and she actually lived at the hotel, also very eccentric. She lived there for, like, off and on for about 20 years, and then the hotel finally evicted her because uh, she didn't pay any rent, and she wouldn't oh. write any more Eloise books. So. Oh, well, you got to get out then. Yeah. Julie, I have, to ask yeah. you, I have to ask you a personal question because you've worked for both the New York Times and the New York Post. Are you the world record holder for making the big switch? or? <laughs> No, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a writer. I'll, I'll write for whoever will pay my, pay for my stories. I mean, within reason, within reason. Uh, no, I understand <laughs> that. I understand. But yeah, you're regular Here contributor you to New York Times, uh, National Public Radio, the New York Post, Huff Post. Man, you're all over the place. Big shot. Oh, I don't know about that. This is a big deal. I was super honored to to get to be on the show. So, <laughs> on which show? On your show. <laughs> what? Don't, don't be lying oh. to me now, Julie. Don't start with that now. It's true. What an honor um, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, it's very kind of you, whether you're making it up as you go along or not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me. Was it a lot of fun writing the book? Did you spend a lot of time in the plaza while you were writing the book? You know, I I couldn't really afford that. I I spent um I I I did after I wrote the book. You know, it wasn't like they didn't participate. You know, I did speak to lots of Plaza staff and stuff. But um, after I wrote the book, I actually decided to stay there before I wrote kind of the ending to see how it felt. I was I was a little sheepish. I was worried people might know. Oops. Oops. Did we lose her? We did lose her. Oh, she's still there. She's there. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, not anymore. Yeah. That's oh, that's just... too bad. I really like Julie. Is that where Karen Walker from Will and Grace was at the bar with Smitty? Is that uh, where she went? Was oh, the plaza yeah. bar? Probably. Knowing Karen, yes. Knowing Karen, yes. I'm dying of liver cancer. Yeah, the, the last Smitty, time. Smitty, you're so funny. Last time I walked walk down uh, the 59th Street, <clears> I, uh, the Oak Room was closed. Why? I don't know. I, I just see it, I, it looked like it had been boarded and boarded up. And I, oh. I saw it. I go, how sad because that place is just beautiful. Yeah. Looking in. Yeah. So I, I that was uh, that's just a beautiful bar. And oh, what a the, that whole hotel, the whole hotel yeah. is such a stunning place. And it is. There's so much history and a lot of, you know, when you get back in some of the old staircase, you can see the old stone. And it's a beautiful, beautiful hotel. And certainly. I went in there and they wanted a. About twenty five bucks for one olive. So <laughs> for an olive, couldn't do it. I remember one of my greatest disappointments. My my brothers came to New York when I was doing voice over there, and I put them up at the Sherry Netherlands because it was oh a yeah, famous so, yeah hotel, across right? the across the street. Yeah, total dump. Really? really? It was just a dump. I, they fixed it up since, but then you're talking about 1982, probably. Yeah, New York wasn't too great. Yeah, it wasn't great then. No, you're absolutely right. It was 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 filthy and dangerous and all kinds of stuff. And then Rudy Giuliani cleaned it up and then lost his mind because he's off his rocker now. I'm guessing that she's saying had to go or something. No, I think she just lost the signal. It sounded like her phone battery died. It did that little... 
She was great, though. Plus, she yeah. sounds like she's about 13. Oh, yeah, she does. Had a very youthful, great sense of humor, though. We really like that. And but. really successful. I mean, to, to be writing for that many, uh, that oh, many yeah. papers and, out, and news outlets, that's a great, great career. But she's still humble. She's like, you know, she's doing all that writing. She's like, I couldn't afford to stay there. But <laughs> I, I Because I, 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 I used to that. read those Eloise books to the kids when they were little. And yeah. I, I mean, I just I had no idea that she was a cabaret performer and that she was yeah she was milking the plaza for all it was worth i didn't know that either <laughs> i have no so idea she didn't pay him for what two years or something? Uh, yeah they evicted her how do you let her stay for I, two i'm guessing years? because her books made the plaza yeah, popular well, little that's kids true. probably wanted to stay there that's and, probably true and they we were, was, they were friend, there, little french school girls i believe that were there right Poor, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I i never i can't so say that i've ever french, read French uh, people probably, book. when they came into New York, yeah. probably stayed there because of those books. It was probably a good promotional It tool. was the Algonquin Roundtable. That was at the Sherry Netherlands, wasn't it? That I don't know. Where the Algonquin Roundtable? Yeah, that, like, that? that sounds like Chicago. No, Algonquin. it was New York. It was huh. New York. It was Dorothy Parker and oh, wait, all I'm those fine Madeline, folks. Not, oh, you're thinking of Madeline, yeah. not Eloise? Yes. Yeah, Eloise, yeah. Eloise, yeah. It's different. Sorry, well, never mind. El- didn't what Eloise had the had the go- had the column uh, advice column. Eloise was the little French girl book with yeah. the school teacher. It wasn't. Oh, I don't remember. Sorry. All I know is I wish Julie would have could have stayed child. with us long. Yeah, oh, I she might call back. Yeah, because I think she just lost signal, so I told her to call when she has more better signal. Is she calling right now? Oh yeah, there she See, is. See, look at that. Hey. I'm observant. Yeah, here. I'm observing. Hello? She's Julie, back. Julie, we're going to take a quick break oh. and come right back to you. How much time do you have when you come back? Uh, it's up to you. Good, <laughs> good. I, we just got started, so that's good. We'll be back in oh, just okay. like, like two minutes. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, of course. Back with Julie Sato, ladies and gentlemen, the plaza. We're going to be talking all about New York, the plaza, all kinds of stuff. More with Julie right after this. The family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. <laughs> God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working one. with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Take five, baby. Every time I hear jazz, I just think New York. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Ladies and gentlemen... We are back. Julie Seta with us. Julie, while you were gone, right? Yeah. We lost signal or, or whatever happened, so I'm glad you were able to rejoin us. But um, Ralph on the show here showed me your picture. I didn't realize after, you know, all you've accomplished writing for newspapers that you're only 16 years old. <laughs> Definitely not 16, but I but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you, uh, you're not. Ballpark, how old are you? 
Uh, you know, I, I'm, I have a four in front of my you number. Do, God, you do not look 40 <laughs> yeah. years old. You do not at all. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, plus, you, plus the fact you got the youthful voice. Where, so you grew up in New York, not far from the plaza. I did. I, I actually moved there when I was 15, so uh, for oh, okay. high school. Yeah, so, but I, I you know, I, I didn't really live in one place before that, so I feel like it's, oh, you know, it, yeah. it counts. Um, so yeah, I, I lived like maybe 30 blocks north of the plaza. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we were just, I didn't even remember what we were in the middle of, but it doesn't really matter what we were in the middle of when, when we lost signal. But, um, yeah. So we can pick it up wherever you want to pick it. I just want oh. to sit back and listen to you tell stories about the plaza. Cause I, I find it fascinating. <laughs> Oh God! There's so much pressure. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, what 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 do you want? Like celebrity stories or history uh, or what? What's interesting to you? What's interesting to me is celebrities who killed each other or something like that. <laughs> what do you that think? I don't know if I have. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, I did. I did find a murder, which I thought was interesting. When they were actually building the hotel, uh, there were like the construction workers were really mad that they were, that the builders hired a security guard to watch over them. Mm. So they actually pushed him off the unfinished eighth floor of oh, the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not very yeah, These nice. were like think about it. It was 1905, 1906. They were they were like hundreds of feet up in the air without any helmets, with oh, no safety God. harnesses. These oh. were some tough, tough guys, you know? Iron workers. Yeah. Yes, iron, iron workers, workers yeah. exactly. Oh. So, uh, you know, and this was the early days of unions. So it, was, it had to do with some union battles, oh, which are in the did. book. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. really funny. New York, their union, because Catherine and I lived there back in, the, uh, back in the 80s. I was doing a lot of voiceover oh. back then. And we lived at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. Absolutely loved it. Oh. There's no question. But uh, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, right? Yeah. He wanted me to interview him, and he wanted me to do it in New York. He didn't want to didn't want to do it on the phone or whatever. He wanted wanted to do it in New York, so he set it up. So I was going to fly to New York, interview him, and then just come back home, right? So cool. The union said not a chance. Unless really? The guys, unless the guy's a member of the New York union, he cannot do it. They would not let me interview him. Wow! Yeah, the, how did they even find yeah, out? Yeah, the about unions it? are are very intense. They actually, I mean, they still play a role. There, New York is a is a definitely a union town, and in and the Plaza is still uh, a union hotel. A lot of the big hotels are union, yeah, and so yeah. um, you know, the, to like the the hotel owners will say, you know, like a lot of the famous rooms at the Plaza are closed, like the Oak Room oh, and the Edwardian yeah. Room. All these like famous hotel like hotel rooms. And restaurants, and they say it's because of the unions that the union wants to get paid wow. so much they can't make any money, so See, they won't open it. That's not smart business. Now, Ralph, you were just talking about yeah. the Oak Room about three years ago, three four years ago. I was there. I walked down 59th Street past the Oak Room. I go, this thing's boarded. I said, this is one of the most yep. beautiful places ever. I mean, it is it's sort of the archetype for the mahogany Nagahide mm -hmm. bar? Yeah. Oh, the and the. And the patina of the the tobacco smoke in there, and oh, I, it, totally. it's got to be one of the best things in the world. Really? Yeah, and it's really sad, and you can't go in there. You can go in if you sneak in, which which is what I did, but oh, I don't advise it for everyone. <laughs> and but it's basically it's locked, and it's yeah, it's really sad. And the hotel owners will say it's the unions. The unions say you know uh, they they have their arguments, um, but essentially it's just it's remained shuttered. So the only place uh, you can really go now at the plaza is the Palm Court, which is like the place that's famous for having tea. Right. But uh, and then and then in the basement there's like a, a food court basically. I don't really understand the upside of that. Let's shut down the Oak Room. We could make money and you could make money, but if we can't agree, nobody will make money. I don't understand yeah. the brilliance of that. I really don't. It's really it's it's really the truth is too actually the plaza was owned until a year ago by this Indian guy who uh, actually right. is in un, under basically like house arrest in India. He he uh, he's accused of of stealing a lot of very poor Indians uh, livelihoods no. and he owes yeah. Yeah, he owns, owes billions of dollars, so he can't leave India. Yeah. He, he owned so a formula. He, 
Formula One team as well. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's right. Mm. And, um, yeah, he owned a lot of stuff. He's a very eccentric guy. And I actually went to India to interview him. It was, it was a trip. Um, but he... But he, um, so all the money that the plaza made basically went back to India to help him pay all of his legal bills and stuff. So up until a year ago, that was really difficult for the hotel. Now the Qataris own it. Obviously, money is not an issue for them. So I'm hopeful that, you know, something could get done to to reopen all those historic rooms. That would be phenomenal, but they're going to have to deal with the unions to do it. But the unions have to understand they need to be a little bit reasonable with the whole thing, too. Yeah, it's like I think they get paid like forty dollars an hour for you know, a bartender there and stuff. So it's, forty dollars. Well, I suppose it's New York yeah. City though. Yeah. Well, one drink is thirty. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <There laughs> That's, you a go. Nice That's a big reason why it's nice true balance, though. Yeah. yeah, you're right. No, that is absolutely true. It just I don't know that whole. I I did just hear yesterday. I don't know when it happened, but I heard yesterday that the 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 coffee bar where uh, AOC was uh, was a a bartender or whatever, mm-hmm. it's, they closed because the the minimum wage in New York went up so high they couldn't make any money, so they shut it down. Wow. That's yeah, it's amazing. 15 an hour now here. It is in Minnesota, uh, yeah, too, yeah. Oh, same? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely, definitely that's a, you know, but then life is very expensive, as we know, so I don't know. I'm just a journalist, not an economist. <laughs> I'm just a journalist. <laughs> Well, I'll keep there that in go. mind, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So so um, the Oak Room's closed, and all these other rooms are closed. That's too bad. That really is that yeah. makes me sad. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it, feels, it feels different when you go to the plaza now than maybe it did in the 80s, you know, back when you lived there. But uh, but it's it, the outside looks the same, you yeah. know? Yep, absolutely. So, so you were talking about yeah. celebrities who are kind of attached to the plaza. Lots of them. I mean, obviously, Fitzgerald is famous. Right. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, they hold up there during uh, during their hot and steamy affair. Oh. Uh, they lived at the plaza. Yep. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, she was like, she was pretty famous for, she gave this, uh, this press conference um, at the terrace room at, at the plaza, actually, and her, the strap of her dress broke just as all the photographers were taking photos of her, mm-hmm. which, of course, caused a lot of mayhem, but uh, it later was, was said that she did that on purpose. Um, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, you know, the black <laughs> and white ball, Truman Capote, happened right. at the plaza. Lots yep. of history. The Beatles stayed there. At the plaza? They did? Yes, for their first ever, uh, when they came for the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, right. They yep. stayed at the plaza, and uh, it actually almost didn't happen. The The plaza was like, had no idea who they were when they right. made the reservation. Right. And when they realized, they tried to cancel it. But um, the manager of the plaza, he had a 12-year-old daughter, and she became so inconsolable that her dad was going to cancel the Beatles that uh, he changed his mind. So well, that's there, why they, see, there they came go. to say, yeah. I think Persuasive cool. teenager. Um, yeah. You know, so. we have, I, I do a morning talk show as well, Julie. Uh, yeah. In town. And I, and I, um, Michelle Tafoya, who does the sideline reportings for NBC Sunday Night Football, is on the show uh, a few days a, a week. And I remember she called in from the plaza, I believe, last year. Joe from hmm. Louisville, one of our listeners in Louisville, Joe, just <laughs> reminded me of this. Michelle called me from the plaza on the show. She's on the morning show, and we're talking, and she said, I have to tell you about my dinner last night. I said, yeah, what about it? She said, I had room service. I said, wasn't it good? She goes, no, it's really good. I said, well, what's the problem? She said, I had a hamburger brought up to my room. It was $55. Oh, my God. <laughs> $55 for a hamburger. That is insane. Yeah, well, the, the, and the people who come to clean your room, they're, they're, consider, they're called private butlers. There's, there's all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, it really is still, um, you know, yes. I would say, though, I have to say, in a lot of high-end hotels in New York, a $55 hamburger would not be uh, that unusual. Isn't that just amazing? I'm looking, for a, I'm looking at a listing right now for $22 million. Did she get fries? <laughs> Did she get fries with that? Yeah, you get fries with your $55 <laughs> yeah. hamburger. Is that a pop? So It was like Kobe beef, you know? Oh, sure, Kobe <laughs> beef. So, Catherine, my, uh, my lovely wife, just found uh, a listing in the mm-hmm. plaza. So that's good. What do you got, Catherine? $22,500. Okay. 3,500 square feet. Okay. 
Six rooms. Six rooms. Wow. Three, three bedrooms. Three bedrooms, four and a half baths. Twenty-two million. Twenty-two million dollars. Yeah. Yep, you could live near Tommy Hilfinger lives there, although he's been trying to sell his place for a long time. Uh, Bob Kraft, New England Patriots owner. Um, the guy who owns, like, Jose Cuervo Tequila. Lots of, lots of famous people, uh, you know, own apartments there. I wouldn't say, you know, a lot of them live there. There's actually, like, a famous story in my book about a, a woman who actually moved in to the hotel, and she was one of the few people, uh, like, the only person on her floor who was actually living in, in her apartment. And um, she must have locked herself in the garbage r- recycling room. Ooh. And, yeah, and she had to spend the entire night in there oh. by herself because no one no one was around to hear her there was no not until the next morning was she actually found so yeah. yeah that's not necessarily good so yeah it's, it, yeah so julia for a traveler who just wants to get like a like a mini what junior suite or <laughs> how much is that a night i mean i think you can get rooms there for like you know three to four hundred dollars a night you can that's yeah, nice. I th- yeah, I think I, I think the one I see, yeah, I think it was like four hundred something on Hotels. dot com. Uh, I'm not making an ad, but yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you can you get. Um, yeah, there are you know, especially maybe if you book in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, all the rooms with views of Central Park, which is what is you know the plaza is very right. famous mm-hmm. for, right. are actually now all apartments. So. The hotel rooms mostly all face the the dark side street, um, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. they're still do? quite lovely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still the plaza. Just to stay at the plaza has got to be. Exactly. I have never, I've never stayed. Actually, you know what? I've never even been in the building. And the really? Time, yeah, the whole time we lived there, I never went into the plaza. I'd walk by it all the huh. time, but I never went in. Well, I hope now maybe maybe you will next after, time you're in New York. After your reporting, it will have to come and stay <laughs> exactly. there. There's no question about that. Was it a lot of fun for you to – this must have been a joy for you to write this book. It was super awesome. It was the best job I ever had, definitely. It was like – it took about three years to research, and um, it was really fun. Yeah, I I read through like 10,000 newspaper articles or something over the past 100 years. So it was was, – it was a lot of a lot of research, but it was it was it was amazing. It was super fun, well, and I got to interview lots of cool people and travel to like India and other places, right? which was amazing. So, was was there any interaction between Studio Fifty Four and the Plaza with any uh, great oh, stories? Because they're I mean, so close. There, yeah, yeah, they, it, that's a really good point. There were definitely a lot of prostitutes and a lot of drugs at the <laughs> Plaza during the same period. Oh, nice. um, so, yeah, a lot of parties and, and things of that nature. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure people went from the Plaza to Studio 54 and back, but I don't have anything, like, more definitive. I got a report no. just now that said most of the prostitutes at the Plaza were for Bob Kraft. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> No comment. No comment. <laughs> he goes, no comment. <laughs> Julie Satow, it's S-A-T-O-W. The book is called The Plaza, The Secret Life of America's Most Famous Hotel. Julie, you got to come back and be on again. You're a joy to interview. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. You're the best. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Julie Satow, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What? That, that apartment. $22 million? Four thousand four hundred and fifty-five in monthly taxes. Four thousand a month, which so is actually fairly taxes. cheap. That's about Hennepin County prices. Yeah, um, they are actually. The monthly common charges, which is your HOA common charge, five thousand a month. Okay, so we got ten grand a month so far just to turn the lights on. And this, this twenty-two million dollar one, I have to say, has been on the market for six hundred and twenty-seven days. Yeah, it and just had me. a just had a price reduction of two million five hundred. Yeah, I don't. They're going to be taking a little bit more off that. I'm kind of surprised that anything like that is available, though, ever, because, you know, all those those people with big bucks come into New York and they want all that stuff. It costs almost, I'm saying, $400 per day to live there? At least. $400 per day. What would your what would your Turn interest rate in. be? What would your interest rate be on a twenty two million dollar loan? Jumbo, <laughs> that's a jumbo loan. That's a jumbo. Hey, listen, Bilski. That's an extra jumbo loan. <laughs> I got an idea hey, here. Hey, Bilski, I got an idea. I want to buy a penthouse at the uh, Plaza <laughs> Hotel? Because all I need is twenty two point five million. 
And then another ten million to furnish it. Another and ru- ten and million run it exactly. for, oh, yeah. for a few years. Isn't it amazing that <laughs> Donald Trump just loves his gold guild, doesn't he? Yeah. You ever yeah. seen his? You ever seen his place at the at the Trump Tower? He totally is. Uh, he totally went to. Show France Boatville. or something or yeah. Italy and yeah. saw all of those old palaces yeah. and wanted so, to so recreate that. So instead of going to France on an Air France flight and getting a French accent, he came back with yeah, he the, the gold. Back he France. wanted gold. He wanted gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what, exactly. You know, it's interesting that that both that both Donald Trump and this uh, Indian uh, financier or, or mm-hmm. whoever they both bought it for ego. And how yeah. many people oh, owned yeah. that because of ego? It was an ego no purchase. About it. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break here. We'll be back. But I want to, I want, could somebody look up and see how much a nice hotel room is? Like a, how much is a, not a big suite because that'd be thousands of dollars a night, but are there like junior suites or well, mini suites? I wonder if there's $22 like million dollar ones on Airbnb. Yeah, I put it on Airbnb. <laughs> we could just stay there. That'd be good. You could probably make good money doing that. Absolutely. It's on, so. Yeah, it's been on the market for so long. We'll be back with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable, and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. Again. I was right in the middle. We're just trying to figure out how much it would cost to stay. Like if you you said, hey, Catherine, let's let's hop on a on a plane and we'll fly to New York and stay at the plaza for the weekend. I'm going to buy you a hamburger, honey. I'm going to buy a hamburger for $55. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. You know what, what amazes me? And I'm not kidding you. This We go to dinner now in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And if we go, there are four people. It's at least like $250. I know. At what the, the at, hell is that? At the cheapest places. At the cheapest places. Yeah. I went to I went to uh, Jim Paul's birthday party at Six Smith. Yeah. That patio upstairs is nice. It is. It's really nice. There was nobody in the restaurant, though. Yeah, well, that's... It's you know sixty five dollars a steak. It's a, oh, it, it gets a little bit steep, you know, for an eight they, ounce steak. Are they doing okay? I think so. Yeah, they're still still open. As long, yeah, they're you know, still open yeah. until they. Uh, it was they nice. Put the shovel to it when they they want to re, redo that into condos there. What's that? They want to put condos. They want to take that uh, building down. Oh, they and put do? condos in. Yeah. So. Oh, so be, the boat works to be torn down. That yep. would be a good place for. Who owns the boat works trip? now? Because I know Rick Bourne used to own oh, he it. He still owns it. Oh, he still does it's own his it. His project, okay. yeah, his project. Okay, so he's he's the one that's thinking about putting in condos. Yeah. Oh, okay. God, yeah. I haven't seen Rick in years now. Yeah. They just moved back. Where were they? My no, Naples. Mark. Yeah, Naples. Well, they lived in Florida. Yeah. I didn't well, know he moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Why did they move back? Uh, because of his business ad- adventures. His bid. Oh. How did you know that? Because I saw his wife at a thing. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. At a thing? At a thing. Here we go. Oh, what thing? Or oh, can't say. Can't say what it's thing. A private thing. Was it, oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. I always got along really well with Rick. I haven't seen Rick in years now, but I always got along really well with him. But he would do some things to people, man. If he did those to me, I would kill him. Oh, yeah, all that practical joke yeah, stuff. He's huge into practical jokes. Like one guy, and the guy he did it to had it coming because the guy's a flaming <laughs> pain in the ass. But he went out on a summer day. They were playing golf. So once you, you tee off, you're going to be gone for five, six hours, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. 
he went and put two lobsters under the guy's front seat when it was like 85, 90 oh, degrees out. Can you imagine what that car smelled like six hours later? Ugh, that's the car Ooh. that you just drop off in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can get, get that smell it. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, a friend of mine, we went, went, well, Peter Kitchak, I'll tell it on Peter. He, uh, he, he went and he purchased a brand new Porsche in Europe. Brought it back. Had a sunroof. He went to a function downtown, oh, downtown God. Minneapolis. No, he didn't leave it open, did no, he? No, no, oh, you know, he, he, he went there. They were having cigars. So he goes. He's having a cigar. He has this cigar lit. And he's driving home. So he's got the top open on his car. He's got the window open. Sure. And he's smoking this cigar and enjoying it. Just drive home and things like that. He takes the cigar. He takes the cigar and he just throws oh, it out the window. No, he no, just throws no, it out the window. No, oh, no, 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 no. And, he, no, no. and he's, he's in his car and he and he, oh. and he says, "Geez, I smoked it. It's not going to affect the smell of the car. The windows are open. It was, it was a great time." Blah blah. blah. So he. He, he drives the car for the next two or three weeks, and he goes, "Man, this thing really smells like cigars." Now, what? Why is this? I, I only smoked it for like two, or, you know, twenty minutes in the cigar. Why is this thing so here? The butt of the cigar had blown back in, oh, and no. it had been laying in his cigar in his in his car. All that damp cigar oh. smell was through his whole car. Well, he's lucky he didn't burn yeah. his car. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's right. Yeah. He said he. Is. That happened to me one time. I was driving down the uh, freeway. I was coming in. Uh, slowing down, you know, because the freeway was ending, and somebody threw a cigarette out the window, oh, and it yeah. got sucked into my car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh my god, I had to pull over because I didn't know where it was. I just, yeah. I could also smell nice. cigarette smoke, and I could see smoke in you my just car. Just happened to have flammables. <laughs> by, by coincidence, that was reported this morning. I can't remember where it was. Doesn't matter where it was, but a guy apparently. Uh, was driving down the road, and I don't know how he was doing it, but apparently his little baby soiled his diaper. Mm-hmm. Pooped his pants. He took the diaper, threw it out the window, just threw the diaper out the window. Oh. It hit a cop car. Oh. <laughs> I bet Oops. he got the maximum littering <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty sure the cop wasn't too fond of that idea. Did it hit the windshield? Where did that happen? <laughs> how can you? Would you check you it for me and what? see where it happened? How, then, then you've got a bare, naked butt with poop all over <laughs> I know. I don't understand why you would have done it. I don't understand the wisdom of this. But yeah, you throw it out the window and it hits a cop car. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the difference between a, a, ma- a man parent and a woman parent. A woman parent would have enough sense we'll not to wait. do that. Yeah. You just, just wait. wait. Whereas a man has to solve that problem. And they're right, and they're, now. Uh, right now, While we're solving it right yeah. now. Get the poop smell out of here. What did he do? Just reach back and rip the diaper? I off? don't know. I don't, that's <laughs> yeah. even. I'm assuming. Yeah, it does not compute. There. I'm assuming it was a two. Indiana. It was an Indiana. Well, read the story, will you please? That is the story. There's no more to it. Not really. Well, it must have been a two-seater. Well, that's what I'm thinking. So the kid would have been right next to him, which is illegal, facing I think. facing yeah. backward, right? Yeah. What's what, what's worse, texting or taking a diaper off the <laughs> yeah. child sitting next a to you? A diaper yeah. where you're Gross. freaking out about the getting pulled over. Everywhere. Yeah. Throws it out the window and hits Just a cop car. Exactly. <laughs> what a Sounds dope. Sounds like something off a sitcom. <laughs> It does sound like some out of a sitcom, doesn't it? <laughs> you should just reach inside the diaper and barehanded it out yeah. the window. Total raising That's hope. That's a tough scene. guy. Yeah. What are you guys thinking about? I was just thinking about something, Ooh. and I know it was you know several decades ago. But Robert Kraft, I remember, not the same Bob Kraft that owns the uh, Robert Kraft is a friend of mine. That did uh, he worked at KSTP with me? That's why I knew him. <laughs> Robert J was his radio name, but he took me out once. I'll, I'll never forget this. I was like 18 years old, and he he said, "Let's go and have some dinner down at the Sheraton." The remember the old Sheraton on Hennepin Avenue, mm-hmm. yeah, way back in the day. They had a really good restaurant there. I don't remember the name of it, but that was many many years ago. And we had you know shrimp cocktail. We each had a steak and a, and a baked potato. And we had a really really had had dessert and everything. And I remember he got the bill, and paid the bill, and the bill was forty five dollars. And I thought, if I could ever afford to pay $45 for dinner, man. No, it's $45 for the steak. <laughs> yeah, for just the steak and not even, you know, at yeah. some places. But why? How, how much farther can we go? I mean, if, if dinner for two people right now is $150 or $120 or whatever it is. Yeah. So that, let's say it's $120. It's, it's three times more than it was then. So 
are we going to be at a point in another few decades where, where dinner for two people is going to cost $500? I guess, I suppose. Well, remember when prices were going so crazy when the economy was was great. The the dinner party came back. People started having people over for dinner. Yeah. And now the dinner party's kind of not, you know, everybody goes out to dinner. It'll, it'll, It'll... trend up and up and people will start going not going out well, I guess. as much That's what's the what cost happens. what's the cost to go to uh a twins game or oh, yeah, or of the vikings the vikings i'll give you an example uh in 1977 i bought season tickets to minnesota twins right behind the twins dugout in the second row i had four seats cost me eleven dollars a seat those same <laughs> tickets in the exact same look. It's a different $11. stadium. Eleven dollars. Yeah. Uh, that's so it was forty-four dollars <laughs> per game for those tickets. Yeah. Which back then, you know, for it was a lot of money, right? You know, forty-four bucks per game. The exact same location at the new stadium, behind the Twins dugout. Those tickets are now four hundred dollars. So it's like you know four hundred and forty dollars yeah. per game. It's eleven dollars for a bottle of water. For now. a bottle, of, is it really? Probably. Probably is that much. Well, I know a beer yeah, now is like. But behind the twins' dugout now it are you know heated seats and the whole yeah, food thing and you know the services are way more. Well, luxurious just to even go to McDonald's to now. Now McDonald's used to be you know. That would be a fun place, affordable for a family to go out and have fun and yeah, have absolutely. dinner out. Sure. Yep. Just for two meals now, it's like $20. At really? McDonald's? Yes, like oh, depending Jesus. on what you get. Yeah, it's like anywhere uh, between 15 to $20 just for like two people to eat. How much is a Happy Meal? A Happy Meal. Uh, <laughs> depends on which one you get because they have a four-piece nugget, six-piece nugget, cheeseburger. Um, Was it like two bucks a nugget? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it, it's about 4 or $5. For a happy meal. So, if, so if you're a family, if you're a family of four, you go to McDonald's to, with mm-hmm. teenagers. So it's going to be oh, I, fifty dollars. I've spent fifty, sixty dollars at McDonald's. Fifty, sixty. Feeding bucks. everybody. Yeah, but you got eighty-five wow. people. <laughs> frozen pizzas are looking better. Yes, <laughs> they really are. You get no, the, the four for ten. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do remember the very first McDonald's in Minneapolis. I went there, and that had to be. I was still in high school, I think. I must have been. But I remember a hamburger was 19 cents. Yeah. It was 19 cents for a hamburger at McDonald's when they first opened. Yeah. 1920s prices. No, I'm telling you, honest to God. If you you look at the the price of a rhinoplasty that was done once, it was one of the first times it was ever done. At the late of the 18th, at the end of of the 19th century. Early early twentieth century. If you look at that price and translate in today's prices, it's almost forty fifty thousand dollars. What? Forty fifty grand. Forty to fifty thousand dollars. You don't charge anywhere near that for that for that surgery now. I was told I had a uh, a friend who apparently his wife they got in a car accident and she literally got all of her teeth just busted out. Oh because, god, that know, has to hurt. On how oh, how it would oh, happen. Oh. oh. Dental implants were $152,000. Oh, sure. That is open season. $152,000 for teeth? They're five to ten per per post. Yeah, five to ten thousand a tooth. Okay, so the implant is that there's no tooth there. They pull the tooth out completely? Well, the tooth is, 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 they take the tooth out, they heal, and then they have this, this, uh, also integrated kind of a screw that goes into the jaw, into the bone. I know it's not that big, but, but they put it into the bone. Really well. my gums hurt. Yeah, it does. I know. Then, I just got like pains all over the, my then teeth. Then the tooth goes on top of that and eliminates dentures. Now they're the choice of where to have dentures. Why, yeah. why don't are, they just get a crown? Because crown's because only because like two thousand dollars. No, the tooth's gone. So the tooth has been fractured, has All to be removed because oh, of infection okay. and things like that. It has to be taken out. So once the tooth, so if you, so if you have a bad, if you have a periapical abscess, you have to take the tooth out just to cure the abscess. Mm-hmm. Well, then the tooth's gone. Well, then you have to put the put the post in to okay. put the tooth on. Right. And if you don't do that, then you have to have a, or you could do a bridge, but then a bridge has maintenance and things like that, much less expensive. But people don't want that; they want this. So that's really. That's and that's a cost. Do they last for the rest of someone's life, or do they have to be redone? Well, they're all, all man-made things 
have a tendency to break at some time. Yeah. And I don't know what the life expectancy <laughs> What's of those the warranty now. on this? warranty on this? I didn't believe him, but you just told me it's true because I didn't believe him when he told me it was $152,000. Oh, yeah. He said it actually could have been a lot more, like two hundred to 250000 He got a Groupon. Uh, but 10000 a tooth, it would oh, yeah. be about, yeah. about three hundred twenty grand God, for, for teeth. teeth. That's ridiculous. I've been doing this. Yeah, you remember what I used to <laughs> I just get some polygrip and some dentures. <laughs> there you go. I, I used to going. have a roommate that I don't know what the deal was with her teeth, but she had to have all of her teeth. Yeah, there was that, something yeah. wrong with her teeth as, as a kid, and, and they had to pull them. And she had dentures from a very young age, and she used to be com- complimented all the time on her beautiful oh, teeth. beautiful <laughs> teeth. I'm like, I won't say a word. <laughs> so, well, that was nice. That was very, very. But I could, 152 G's for teeth, and he said it could have been twice that much. So well, you're right, though. Yeah. Five grand to five grand to ten grand yeah. to two. Well, how much did it cost to get a crown? A crown yeah. is anywhere from uh, yeah, fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars to I get a crown. Got, I just got one. Oh, I just God. I had a fractured tooth, and yeah, I, yeah, and it was it was like twenty two hundred. There you go. So mm-hmm. that that's just for a crown. And we and we and the thing about it, people will do that for their teeth, for, and that's a cosmetic surgery. That was cosmetic that they did. They could have pulled that tooth out and give you a bridge. You didn't have to have a crown. So, oh, so that's I really wasn't, I wasn't in, given in any essence, options. In, in essence, well, it's because that's what they were selling. But uh-huh. they could extract the tooth, oh, give you a bridge, which would be less expensive. Like that take. Oh, so right. if you look at that as a cosmetic surgery, when you compare that to regular cosmetic surgery, oh, you know, cosmetic surgery is a deal. Best that's best disgusting. buy in the world. That it really is disgusting. Yeah, $100,000 to give your teeth back. Of course, insurance may have covered a goodly portion of that, so that's another... Oh, because of oh, yeah. the car accident? Yeah, oh, another yeah kind probably of thing. true. Yeah. That's probably true. If, but it, if you just wanted it done, the insurance wouldn't cover that. No. So if you lose one tooth, insurance, you know, you, if you have dental coverage, it may cover it, but they may not cover it. They only, it may not right. cover the dental implant. It would cover a bridge. A bridge, the, yeah. The other choice, and, and that's... God, right. what a story that is. I mean, oh, I, I what's it going to get to? I'm Seriously, what's it going to get to the point... Uh, the people, they can't afford any. And here's what I like. It's the employers that are screwing the employees. No, it's not. It's the cost of everything that screwed everything up. You know, everybody needs to make $15 an hour now because it does cost 150 bucks to go to dinner now. Yeah. Oh my God. Or, or yeah, make $15 an hour just so they can have some joy in going to McDonald's or yeah, going to a ball exactly game once right. in a while. I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's not, awesome. it's buy not those business happen as as coupon books. Gotta <laughs> get the happenings coupon books. Gotta get the groupons. Gotta hit it all up. The happenings, you like? You still happenings still around? <laughs> I don't know. Oh man! Oh. I remember. I remember we used to buy those as teenagers religiously, and then use, <laughs> use about six of the coupons. Joe yeah. wants to. Joe from Louisville wants to know where you eat. It costs 120 bucks. Pretty much everywhere in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A downtown. I mean, if you go have a steak downtown Minneapolis, it's going to be at least what forty dollars a steak. Oh, at, at least. least. At least. Oh, minimum. Minimum. Well, like I said, you know? and it's cheap compared to Chicago. And if yeah, you hit the Wagyu, that's 70, 70, that's 70 plus. Yeah, 70 plus. You know, yeah. and then you, you want you want a baked potato. I mean, that's just all that you stuff. You want for, a potato? potato. <laughs> You're not getting a potato for less than another $100. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.